Hey there DC fans, this is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s 35 dc news 35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com Hello and welcome to DCN, that is DC Comics News, our weekly podcast. This is episode number 116. I'm your host, Seth Singleton, and I am joined by the amazing Mr. Brad Flick. Brad, how are you, sir? I am doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. Still waiting for Flicky fashions, but I'm yeah. only <laughs> every so often throughout an episode. You know how I do this. It's just my <laughs> I'm relentless, dude. Like, yeah, trust me, I appreciate it. Head, I'm just going to be going after her about, you know, Tropesville. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and for anyone, if this is your first time, you're not sure what I'm referencing. But if you are a returning listener, you know that I tease my good friend, Mr. Flicky, because he has amazing fashion sense and one day, I believe soon, he'll be doing a podcast about it, and uh, I just keep promoting it in anticipation of eventual release. So that's just how I do things when it's me rocking the mic. For the most part, though, we follow a pretty basic format. We cover all of the best news we can find for you on the DC Comics side of the world. And usually that encompasses the entire world, which is really fun because our categories cover movies. Then we move into TV and streaming and then we move into comics. And sometimes we either we also find some things that you would call other. And I think uh, (laughs) I think you're going to like what we got for you this week. Again, this is episode number 116. We are coming to you. We're recording on May 1st and it's quite an auspicious May Day. I'm I'm looking forward to all the positive sides, even though sometimes it can mean you're jumping out of a plane or your plane's going down. Mayday! Mayday! Hey, kicking off our first movie story, we've got a great one here. Um, it appears that there are two total film covers that you can either look at or maybe even get grubby mitts on regarding the upcoming Suicide Squad film. Brad, what'd you think about this and the images and, you know, all the fun stuff that it means for us? Uh, they are cool. You know, I, I'm looking at them and I'm trying to decide which one I like the best and I can't really do it. So if I was going to go to the store and pick this issue up, I might have to just pick up both issues, uh, both covers, because they are both kind of cool. But do you notice that the background is kind of the same, even though one's red and one's blue? You got the the airplane and kind of like the palm tree in the background so that was oh yeah yeah you've got the same chopper you've got the same sort of like 
rising thing yeah. in the background in the in the like reddish color when it looks like like a sun but yeah. then in bluish color when it kind of looks, looks like like almost like an explosion or yeah. uh you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and in the red one they're standing in like a field and the blue one is water so interesting and i do yeah. like how they managed to squeeze everybody into the cover <laughs> though that was that's kind of you know some are tiny in the background kind of but they're there so yeah uh yeah, these covers are cool, um, and I, I am interested in reading uh, reading the article. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so one of the things I, I also love is the way they squeezed everyone in. Um, I first came across Javelin in the uh, War of the Gods crossover series back in the early 90s, and I saw him die very quickly in that. So I'm already anticipating his death in some way, shape, or form. Um, if you didn't read it, it's Cersei and a spear or his javelin and it gets pretty rough. So just saying, if you're out there and you want to see javelin in action, that's one way to do it. Yeah. I also love that when I was checking out these covers is the, the alternating of the characters so that you get the prominence of like uh, King shark in the blue tinged water one. But then when you go to the red one, he's in the uh, background and then you've got in the foreground other characters. And yet at the same time, I love the fact that um <laughs> little furry dude is uh you know he's small in both of them what's that i was saying i don't think weasel's gonna make it <laughs> yeah i just don't think he gets much bigger now i i do give credence to the possibility that he can use just about everyone else as a human shield so he does have that going for yeah. him. Like, if you know the other guy's supposed to die, too, might as well get him first. And if right. you live, oh, see. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I'm curious Pardon the know. siren. Oh, man, yeah. what'd you do? You started, you know. <laughs> Look, you know, Brad is so committed to this thing, he will clear the streets in order to make sure we have a great, great production. So that's just him doing a little crowd control out there. Brad, I love you for it, man. <laughs> I don't know what kind of guns you're flexing over there, but you just keep flexing because, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, they're gorgeous covers. I, I think it's just going to be part of the, you know, uh, increasing hype as we get even closer to the fact that Suicide Squad, man, like, come on. How many days are we at the hours yet? Have we reached the stage where we are? Oh, no, it might still be at days, August yeah. 6th, but still. Soon, but still, but. <laughs> So close yet so far away. Ah, uh, see, so why, so why? This is why you listen, folks. Trust me. Imagine those wisdoms behind fashion. It's it's a winning combination. <laughs> it's coming. I know it is. Moving forward, we're not quite done with Mr. James Gunn. He actually uh, was in an interview recently. We uh, grabbed this one, had a chance to share it with you, and it would appear that his excitement is not abating in any way shape or form but what do you think about this one i think the big takeaway and i'm sure that uh, you know uh, uh, pretty obvious but the fact that starro that he kind of hints that starro might not be the only villain in the film and that's intriguing and i did like you know and thinking that starro is not only one of the most ridiculous characters but also one of the most frightening and i kind of i kind of like that um kind of outlook on that character so yeah but maybe we're gonna get another villain other than uh than starro uh what was your take well yeah i love the idea of this suggestion that you're talking about you know starro controls people's minds right so 
doesn't it get even more interesting when he's controlling other villains that we get a chance to see or however he's collaborating with them? Although he seems like a I'm the one in charge kind of guy, right? Mind control powers, uh, <laughs> little star thing to get on your face and then control you. It doesn't seem like a 50-50 thing, I guess that's what I'm saying. So uh, I love the fact that we could see uh, some villains come in that, that you know, maybe – we haven't even had a chance to have them teased yet. They're going to be that great surprise. Um, I also kind of get a kick out of the fact that there are certain things I simply cannot quote from this interview. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's got such a mouth. Like James Gunn yeah. is still a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> He's yeah, right. just learned what the F word is, <laughs> and he has no problem <laughs> like working it in, working it in. But um, without Josh, just use the, you know, censor button should i accidentally try and reference what he's talking about <laughs> and mm-hmm. swear um but he says that the concept starts with the idea of b-grade uh <clears throat> adjective uh <laughs> not include superheroes who are considered disposable and you know they kind of have like nothing as far as skills is the way he describes it but who cares because they're also pieces of expletive deleted uh, <laughs> or omitted uh, prisoners. And and I love the fact that, that he's sort of just like seeing certain parts of it where he's like, you know, you get to see a shark tear someone in half and you get to see stuff. Uh, <laughs> and that's his brand. Like, yeah, I really feel like he's just like, dude, you like what I do? This is where I go. I go. I go over the top. Check it out. You're going to love it. I, I'm so psyched. I don't think I swore once. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think you look pretty good. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, you let one fly, and suddenly everyone just anticipates it. It's something. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving along, because I love the fact that we can look to August sixth and know we've already gotten so many great teasers and trailers when it comes to Suicide Squad. But then there's also the new stuff we get to look forward to, and one of those that I think looks just. Uh, I'm going to save my opinion for a second because you're going to want to hear from Brad. You'll hear from me afterward because he's so polite. He'll ask me what I think, too. So we've got a trailer for Sweet Tooth. And man, Brad, I'm, I'm going to you first, bro. This this is one of my favorite stories of this week because, you know, I had no idea that this was even happening. I. I think I got like a notification on my phone um, from IMDb saying that sweet, you know, check out the Sweet Tooth trailer. So I was thinking, well, could that possibly be the comic? And sure enough. And it, you know, it looks, it looks great. It looks like it has the same feel as the comic. And Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite writers. So the fact that his, one of his, uh, most personal and favorite works is, is coming to the small screen. I can't, I can't wait. And it looks like it's got a Robert Downey Jr. Um, connection. It looks like his production company is behind it. And he, he did tweet about it as well, how excited he was for it. So yeah, I, I, uh, I am super psyched to see this uh, when it, it, when it's released. Uh, what about you? I am as well. I actually made the decision to review uh, Sweet Tooth The Return, which was a recent sort of uh, sequel to Sweet Tooth, because I had, you know, I've I've got one of those uh, comic apps 
And in it, it was referencing an uptick in interest in the past couple of years. And one of them was because Robert Downey Jr.'s production company, and I saw this like about a year, year and a half ago, had already optioned and was negotiating. But then there was, you know, the shutdown and all these other factors. So year, year and a half ago, it seemed like it was just something they hoped would happen. Somewhere along the line, they quietly have been putting this thing together. And I I was excited because I was like, well, I didn't get a chance to catch this story the first time around, but they're doing a sequel. So let me jump in and, and see what it's like, because after the first issue, I quickly realized it 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 was as much an original story as it was a sequel. You know, it, it deals with a character, but it's a character in, in that telling who has very little recollection of the, the past and the way he's been brought into this story is um very helpful in that way. It allows you to experience them both. So I'm going to go read the original Sweet Tooth because I was like, well, why did Robert Downey Jr. get so excited about this, that he's got this production company I hadn't heard of? And I'm, you know, not exactly like worldly in the way of like who's big in Hollywood or production companies or what have you. But I was curious what his interest in investment was. And even just reading the synopsis for the original, it, it, it sounds so sweet. And then watching that trailer, I mean, it was just adorable from the little babies uh, to the great narrating by uh, Brolin, James, mm-hmm. James Brolin, Brolin, yeah. James Brolin. Uh, you know, just that great gravelly voice. Like, I swear it should be like him and uh, Sam Elliott doing like just like back and forth, like maybe throwing a little Jeff Bridges for fun there. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and the cinematography is beautiful. And I think. The biggest thing, and I'm curious what you think about this, too. Is it just me or does it not seem like there is a, a, a huge need for a really positive story about being different and helping those who are different and recognizing that different isn't something that's scary, that that needs to be feared? Um, and yes, you're telling it through a narrative example like the hybrids and uh, a little boy with antlers. But mm-hmm. for me, that, that message just seemed like one of those things where it's like, there's, there's a lot of challenges out there for anyone who is different. And I love the idea that there's a story that's talking about this. And to me feels like so uplifting and positive that I can't help it, but think it would be encouraging and appropriate right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that it is kind of timely. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I also have to appreciate the fact that if you're Robert Downey Jr., you've been on a lot of major films, <laughs> some recent blockbusters, and you have a concept for what you want this project to do. And you hire the right people, and this teaser looks like he's on the right track. So a lot of good reasons for me to be excited. However, you know... Every once in a while, glass half empty, glass half full. There's going to be some news that's kind of like, oh, but all right. So Michael B. Jordan addresses the Superman rumors this past week. I, uh, I'm going to let I'm going to let Brad talk to you about this one. Brad, what, what was your takeaway? man? Well, I I wouldn't get too bummed out. I just think that he can't confirm anything at this point. Um, he just said simply that, hey, it's, you know, when I hear that people want me to play Superman or that I'm rumored to be playing Superman, it's very flattering. But I, I just think he might be in a position where legally he can't say anything yet. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I, 
I, I still think that this is a definite possibility. Um, just, you know, keep your keep your eyes on the news and your ears on this podcast, because when we find out more news, we'll be the be the first to tell you. But, yeah, I, I think this could this could still happen. I just think that he was kind of in a position where he couldn't really say anything. Uh, what about you? I'm stuck with the glass half full, glass half empty. You know, that was the thing that I was looking at the story and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm kind of a champion of optimism. I'm used to that. I don't always have to be, you know, the one setting the the tone for a story as we're going. So I was like, okay, before I get all excited about this, because for me, it's like, (laughs) because it's so relevant and recent, it's like there is no Snyder Cut. (laughs) <laughs> right exactly like come on man like there's got to be a part of me it's like yeah isn't that exactly what you say if there is a snyder cut you know because you know, there's that party that's used to hearing to a degree people saying no 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 oh wait yes i couldn't but now i can uh, and at the same time um what if this is a really great twist where maybe there's more than just him involved i mean i i'm intrigued by his star appeal but Henry Cavill was not a big name when he put on the suit. There could be somebody else in mind. There could be a role for uh, Michael B. Jordan to be involved in the project in another way. I mean, I think he's a perfect fit, and I think it's a challenge with the star power, but there could be more going on with this story. And I I love the idea that it's one of those, like, I'll talk more about it when I can talk more about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think that, that with certain Hollywood projects, sometimes I think that things are further along than they tell us i like like the i think it was the year before it was announced that disney was buying star wars was the uh, mark hamill uh said he was retiring from the joker and (laughs) my thought is that well he probably knew that he was going to have to he was going to be stuck in star wars world for uh, the next you know 10 years or so of his life so it's no wonder then that he retired at that point, but he couldn't tell that publicly exactly why. So it's just little things like that. And like even even killing Gal Gadot's character off in Fast and the Furious franchise, did they was that because they knew she was going to be playing Wonder Woman and going to be stuck in that world for years? I, I don't know. I think that that uh, maybe there's more going on behind the scenes than, than we realize. So we'll see. Don't lose hope. <laughs> don't lose that. Ass. No. <laughs> Definitely not. In fact, I, I'm excited for all the things that saying I can't talk about it now, like tells me. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of juiced. I just I always got to temper it sometimes like, hey, man, like dial back for a second. Maybe in your optimism, you're missing something. <laughs> but, yeah, I still got it. I'm still juiced. I, I still want more. And, you know, this is the same guy who on a regular basis cannot pronounce Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot's name correctly, no matter what I try and do. Like, <laughs> it's just going to happen sometimes. Yeah, so I heard I, it you say ways, that? So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, I just chuckle because I'm like, you know, I'm probably wrong 50 percent of the time. <laughs> and even if you tell me the right way, if my brain does it wrong, like, dude, it's just over. Uh, when there's things that sometimes make my brain just go, I'm over, like, you know, you slayed me. Well, it can be stuff where you basically, in my mind, take two favorites, like chocolate and peanut butter, and then you put them together. I'm mm-hmm. a chocolate peanut butter kind of guy. I just mm-hmm. sort of love the combo. It's it's perfect. I want it in everything. 
which is yeah. why yeah. I love the idea of a great combination like Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls. To quote my wife's favorite or one of her favorite scenes from the TV show Friends, just imagine Joey saying, just put your hands together. Put your hands together. Brad, how about you, my friend? Yeah, I think that there's um... – I, I think that this is a smart idea because I th- I think that there's fans of both uh, and just bringing them together is is kind of fun. The the little trailer seemed you know kind of similar in tone to the Titan Teen Titans Go to the movies, so that's fun and that's going to be fun for those kind of nerd parents that want their kids to get into the same kind of stuff that they are and they'll have this little crossover to show them. And they'll get something out of it, too. So I'm sure the adults will laugh. Like, for instance, like it cracked me up that the Challengers of the Unknown made it into Teen Titans Go to the movies. <laughs> I, I love those little details. So I'm kind of hoping that <laughs> I may not have kids, but I would almost be tempted to watch it just to see some of those little Easter eggs in it. So so we'll see. Oh, what about you? Oh, dude, tempted. You don't even have like, come on, I'll watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What are you talking about? Of course I'm going to watch it. I'm a gigantic kid. Like, I'm the one who's still trying to find something that I can work my wife into checking out an anime. Because the only thing so far I pulled off is uh, Spider Enter the Spider-Verse. Like, that that was the only one I could kind of, like, get her, like, and she really kind of does Yeah, that's so good, though. So, yeah, I can see right. that's a good one. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe that. I'm also checking out Invincible. And then if those work, then I can pull her into, like, Dark Knight Returns. And then, you know what I mean? Just keep go. like, you know, yeah, just reel them in. Whoa, <laughs> you have whoa, a plan. A slack, reel <laughs> oh, man, been down this road for a minute. Uh, to this day, I, and I love telling this story, like, I'll never forget when I first met her, we were just dating, and I can't remember what was going on, but she came home and I had football, and she's like, football? We don't watch football in this house. And I was like, oh, really? Cool. What do you want to watch? Change the channel. She was like, no, do you really want to watch it? I was like, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I never put on a game after that. Nice. And then over like a year or two, she'd be like, hey, do you want to put on a football game? I was like, no, nah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm fine, really. Yeah. But when she's not around, I'd watch games. I'd put, you know what I mean? And gradually yeah. she would be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you put on a game? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, well, why would you want me to do that? Well, I know you like it. I don't know. You know all right. You're actually like, right. you know, asking me to do what I like. I like yeah. that. So you never know. If you got a partner out there and you're aware of the strategy that I'm employing, just go ahead and give like a, hey, Seth, I got you, man. Like, yeah. And and I, I got you back. And Brad, I got the feeling you got me. Like, you know, <laughs> yep. you get the strategy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the great thing is that was our like, hey, check out this amazing. We've got stuff coming your way as far as movies. We've also got some great TV and streaming news coming your way. And we've got an announcement for anybody who feels like there's, you know, a couple of characters missing from the DC universe and they want to see them at some point. Well, one of those favorites might be coming your way. We've got the announcement that Finn Whitrock has been cast as Guy Gardner in the upcoming HBO Max Green Lantern series. Best thing is, I don't have to say anything else about that to say, hey, Brad, what do you think, man? This is a weird one for me. Um, being being uh, someone who got into comics in the 80s, uh, you know, and had such deep love for uh, Justice League International, I always had such a soft spot for Guy Gardner. 
with the Guy Gardner with attitude. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see uh, Finn Wittard try to pull this off because I haven't seen him do that kind of attitude in, in anything before. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor. He couldn't do it. It's just going to be it's just interesting. I'm just, you know, I, I my hope is that they're not changing the character's personality. You know, they, I, I just wonder if that's like a, you know, a tone thing with the show, if, if they're just going to change who he is. And I hope they don't do that. So so we'll see. But it, it's it's kind of intriguing. Uh, what about you? Yeah. You know, it's like when when they did the casting for like Deadpool, like I got Ryan Reynolds as it. I got why he wanted like it, it was, you know, this was, you know, the. Oh, I can't even think of what the the movies were, but he was the the college guy who never graduated. Oh, Van, Van Wilder. There you go. Yeah. Like that that was such an easy transition for him. I I know nothing about this guy, uh, so having him take on Guy uh, Gardner is a stretch for me because I've never seen him do anything. Um, I'm not familiar with his work. I haven't seen American Horror Story or Ratchet. You have you have some. Yeah, I was, well, I was gonna say like I, I really did like him in. Uh, I have, you know, I, I really do need to watch Ratchet, but I really did like him in uh, American Horror Story. So uh, I, I would recommend checking that out if you were trying to, like, you know, get get a kind of feel for who he is as an actor. Definitely check out American Horror Story. OK, um, I'm the only person in my house who likes horror, so it, it's yeah. tough for me to you know work those in. But I, I, I can get there. I have faith in uh, in what can happen. Um, but I also love the possibility of, of somebody going from a total good guy character like uh, Chickless. I, I remember watching him as the commish back when it was like mm-hmm. ABC or mm-hmm. CBS. So then when he went to the shield, I was like, whoa. Whoa, 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 this is nice guy Chickless. Like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm curious, yeah, to see how this guy can bring out the brash. Because you you can't do a soft-toned Guy Gardner. Uh, DC simply yeah, you just can't. Just, it just does not work. Yeah, I mean, he's not so many with that. <laughs> I, I, sorry to, to interrupt. Fine, but I was say, like, I, I, it's not that I think that um, he's kind of soft. Because in American Horror Story, he does kind of play kind of you know well I, mean, I don't want to spoil it but he does play kind of a mean <laughs> character in certain parts but um it, it, it's what i can't it's not so much guy gardner's hardness but his kind of specific attitude um yeah um because he's kind of he's always cracking jokes always make always being you know uh super cocky uh, super arrogant, that kind of thing. And that's what's going to be interesting to see Finn Wintrock try to pull off for me. Yeah, I think the one thing that he's got going for him is there is a current theme in the United States that that embodies that 80s hyper-patriotism that was a lot of the basis for Guy Gardner's character when he first appeared. So I, I think he, that can be tapped into, which which would also give it some relevance to current themes now and, and might make him just kind of that guy where you're like, seriously, you're one of them? Like, you're one of those people? And that's going to be a great conflict for anyone else he's interacting with, you know, because you, you look at... <laughs> You look at almost any organized group and there's going to be a couple of loudmouths. And right. it's not always that they're wrong. 
it's more about the way they do it where you're just like, ah, but did you have to belittle people in the process? Like, was that really right. necessary to be like sexist or hurtful or, you know, well, yeah, as long as it's from the good old US of A, which, you know, was definitely like one of the big things Guy Gardner was always about. So I, I like the approach. I love the fact that if, you know, they're going to have to stick with that. I've already just accepted it. They're going to have to. Um, but watching that mix, and and I love the fact that now the series is being described, and I swear we'll move off this story in a second, but I wanted to get your take on the fact that it's uh, it spans the decades. So you get secretly gay FBI agent Alan Scott, then you get 1984 with Guy Gardner, and you know what I mean? This sort of like timeline in which you get to see different roles of uh green lanterns uh yeah i, I love that do you remember idea. hearing that description prior? yeah yeah uh, josh and i talked a little bit that a little bit about that on an episode that we were on together uh when that when that news broke and we both were kind of like yeah that's a really cool idea there's so much they can do with it like awesome. you know they could do like one episode one time era and then another episode in the next kind of thing or they could make it like an anthology or they can have like multiple timelines going at once and at the end of the season have it all tied together and so yeah there's so much they can do with that and and obviously um green lantern is the perfect character for that because there have been so many different characters that have picked up the ring and it's just like that's like that seems like the perfect format or the perfect way to go for the show so i think that's really smart oh yeah um i it, that's the first time that detail kind of popped out like that for me. So if I'd read it before, it didn't register. And this time it just sort of really caught my attention now because what a juxtaposition that is from yeah, Alan Scott, yeah. who is like the classiest Green Lantern to like Guy Gardner, who is like, as I've heard it said so well before, honey, this is to my wife. I love you. Classy with a K. And um, that's Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner's classy with a K, Alan Scott, pure class, and and experiencing like how it is that, you know, that's the biggest thing. The the Green Lantern ring, the the power battery it accesses, it's a conduit. It's like any other, you know, thing that's powerful. It's how you use it. It's what's your intention behind it. And it's why when they use the power, you know, uh, I always love that. Jordan was all about the punching gloves, you know, John Stewart was all about like, you know, well, in the early days, like the architecture and the, all that great stuff. I love when, when Rebirth touched on that and how we'll get a chance to see it used as different ways through different people. Okay, there, I'm done, I swear. <laughs> because I want to give more time for another story that I could probably talk as equally long about, if not longer. We've got photos of Casey Walfall as Naomi, a character that I will talk about after you hear great things from Brad first. Brad, what do you think, my friend? Uh, I love this picture. It looks like she's putting something up on like a like a pin board. And it's also very reminiscent of kind of the the picture of uh, Naomi from the comics that they're using to promote in a lot of these a lot of these stories about the TV show. I just love this. I, I love that this means that the production is really happening because I I always try to take these announcements with grains of salt when they say this show or that show or this movie is entered production because I know that there can be so much that happens before it hits that finish line. And the fact that we're actually getting to see this picture proves that we're that much closer to seeing the actual show. And uh, Ava, you know, Ava DuVernay is working on the show and I'm so upset that 
that New Gods was canceled. And that's a perfect example of why I try not to get my hopes up until I see the production really come together. And I just love that this is really coming together uh, pretty quickly. Uh, what was your take? It's such a gorgeous picture. I, I love um, how it reminds me that when Naomi's story starts, it all has to do with the fact that for some reason, Superman's fighting a villain in her town and then he leaves. But the impact of his arrival and the chain of events it kicks off, it it it's this great little mystery. And how closely they hew to that or not, uh, capturing the spirit of it, which I feel they do with this sort of like vision uh, board connection uh, layout. There's a specific name for when you use it for like trying to solve puzzles and mysteries. And I can't think of it right now. Do you know the name? Um if you're out there and you know the name, just shout it at me. We'll get it at some point. But yeah, I, I love the idea. And boy, everything about her expression here, from that look of intensity to the the mix of curiosity and also like the wheels turning, like I, I'm figuring stuff. All this stuff is great. I love the tweet from Ava DuVernay. I, I love the excitement about it and how she describes it as having so much fun um, and mm-hmm. feeling like a teenager. Like we should all feel like that at certain points in our life. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a, a really great announcement. And man, I, I'm really thrilled to see this one kick off. And like you said, it's it's a wonderful sort of bittersweet in that if we had to lose her working on New Gods to anything, let it be this. Let it be a great project like Naomi. Like if you if you had to let go of New Gods for whatever reasons, you, you soften the blow. You know, you yeah. follow up the medicine with a little spoonful of sugar when you give us something like Naomi. And having maybe this much Naomi will be so good ooh, ooh. that DC will say, you know what? Go ahead and make that New Gods movie. So that's what I would love to see happen. Hot diggity, folks. I'm getting Brad's T-shirt size and I am getting him an S-shirt to wear <laughs> just from me specifically with like something on it. Because, dude, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yes, exactly. That's that's the spirit. Okay. (laughs) I love it. And moving it perfectly into a character who has a much better laugh than I do and does it so much better than I ever could. We have Lucifer season five, part two, and a trailer with all sorts of possibilities in store. What do you think, my friend? Uh, This is going to be a doozy. Um, Any show where you bring like somebody actually playing God into it, uh, that's some that's some high stakes, and looks like this season the stakes couldn't be higher. Uh, you know, <laughs> when she goes up to him in the trailer to him says to God and says you're a terrible father with all due respect, <laughs> or respectfully she says, <laughs> but that that kind of that kind of made me laugh. But Dennis Heisberg looks like he's gonna play, uh, he's gonna have a lot of fun playing the role. And um, and story wise, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but, you, you know, watch a trailer. But at some point, Lucifer says that he's going to try to be uh, try to be the new God. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. And, you know, there were like little. Did we you know, we talk so much news on this podcast. Refresh my memory, if you can. Did we or did we not talk about a Lucifer musical episode and was there like a clip or a hint or something because there's scenes in that trailer where it looks like a cheerleader routine and like i could have sworn that at some point we talked about a musical episode and we saw a clip am i crazy in my imagining things i don't think you (laughs) remember that feels very familiar 
Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, good. I can't then. guarantee anything <laughs> about crazy or, you know, brain <laughs> things happening because they happen to me too where I'm like, is this like an aneurysm? Am I, am I okay? Uh, <laughs> or is just something wrong with the blood oxygen thing going on? Am I holding my breath? Yeah, I, uh, I, I did feel that from the chiller scene. And now that you mentioned the musical segment, I do remember that being mentioned at some point too. So I don't think you're crazy. In fact, I think you might be the only one of us who's actually sane. And folks, that's who you want to listen to when it comes to stuff like this. I'm not joking around. I'm not joking around. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I thought it was a great trailer. Um, I have to chuckle at the fact that I have not seen Lucifer. Giant gasp. I know. I know. I know. I'm not caught up on it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right with with you. I'm I'm pretty far behind. But it is on my list. Every once in a while, I, I break some sort of like unwritten rule. Like I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so every once in a while, I'm like, "Ooh, I heard a hiss." <sighs> yeah, what are you gonna do, man? But something I have been watching, and I've loved every season, which is why I'm excited for season three. I'm talking about Titans and the announcement that Vincent Carthizer. I hope I said that name right. It's always a question with me. You might just want to look it up for yourself. Has been cast as Scarecrow. Brad, how about you? What do you think about this story? Oh, these are so much fun, these Titan stories, because I just one thing I loved about the series is how they weave these characters into them. So when we get news about, you know, such and such a character is going to be in the show, I just I I love it because it makes me curious how they're going to, you know, make them part of the bigger story that's going on. So that and who doesn't love Scarecrow? Uh, You know, he's. It's definitely a good time to be a Scarecrow fan these days, too, if you see what's going on in, in the Batman comic. Um, so, yeah, this is, oh, yeah. This is definitely uh, Scarecrow's time to shine. And uh, as far as uh, Carthizer, or however it, it is pronounced, uh, a lot of people will remember him from Mad Men. And he was, he was great in Mad Men, so he, I'm sure he's definitely up for it and it's kind of interesting that they're saying that he's going to play a version of the scarecrow that's kind of older and is is kind of living out his days in in arkham so that should be an interesting little twist too uh what about you you looking forward to this yeah i love the approach it reminds me of that fun we had with uh joker when we got to see him in that you know nightmare clip for uh the snyder cut you know that that idea of how you know clearly different he was and even just in the images that they were sharing leading up to it. So I'm curious if we'll get to see some teasers like that. I love the idea of uh, Scarecrow at this point, too, because as you mentioned, one of the cool things that's been going on with Scarecrow is the very unique changes to his costume and also his methodology. And I, I love the fact that that could be something where when he's referenced in the past, he's in the classic tan you know, something that we recognize more from either that or a combination of things, you know, you might recognize from uh, Batman Begins. But then maybe also having him put it all back on in a Titan storyline where he looks more like what we're seeing in the comics right now. That would that would be fun. I don't know how much of that they can do. I'm, I'm probably just, you know, having my own little fun here and dreaming my own little dream. But I also love the idea that even if he doesn't do any of that, the psychology of someone who can know just how effective they are, even when they're quote unquote locked up, 
you know, who's really running the show from wherever they are. That That's a really great psychological tension. And you, you know that what they've already shown us with the Titans is <sighs> there's a lot of baggage for just about everybody on that show. And in the hands of a master manipulator of emotions who understands psychology like that, like we could really see him play an integral part to the story. So I love the idea of him sort of pulling the strings in that way. Um, all good things. All exciting reasons for me as far as uh, as this announcement. Like I said, I was already juiced for Titans just because of what I've seen so far. So every season three announcements, like, yeah, that's good stuff. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take advantage of a quick ad break. But you're going to want to stick around after all the stuff that Josh and the team is sharing with you because we've got comics and other and so much more in store. Trust me. We'll be right here with all of it as soon as you come back from the ads. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, 
the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode, just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat on me, nards. I definitely do not f*** bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. (laughs) Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC Universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's, that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Accepted season, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, we are back as promised. We've already gotten through the movies, TV, and streaming. We've got comic stories for you next. 
And this one I love is a perfect follow-up to TV and streaming because it was my first experience with the show as a show, and now it's coming to us as a comic. What am I talking about? Am I going crazy? Am I mixing up my mediums? No, 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 no. But we are doing a little crossover, just not in the way you might be used to. Justice League Unlimited is returning in comics. Brad, what would you think about this announcement, man? Yeah, Kendra and I were talking about um, the, you know, these kind of comics based on these cartoons a few weeks ago. And I think it's a very smart thing for DC to do because I think that these, you know, shows like Batman, the animated series or Justice League Unlimited, they did a lot to get people back into collecting comics or to collect comics for the first time. Because I think that they were the introduction to these, you know, of these characters to a lot of people. And that's what brought them into the comic shops to find out more about these characters that they saw on screen. And I think that those people are at the age now that they would, you know, that they're kind of looking for a, a reason to return to comics. So, you know, these stories are uh, are really fun to continue. And uh, the the Batman animated comic has been a huge success. So it seems like, you know, it, it would be smart to hit that, you know, hit that iron while it's still hot. So, yeah, I think this is a smart idea. And, you know, the there's a lot going on with Darkseid and his resurrection, and that's a lot of cool storytelling possibilities. So I'm kind of curious to see, you know, where they go with that. Oh, what about you? I think it's great to come back to these characters to tell more stories about them. As you mentioned, the Batman the Animated Series uh, comic, as well as the uh, – is that The Adventure Continues? Or yeah. the one before that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean – I thought it was great stuff, original twists on classic stories. And I think Justice League Unlimited has the opportunity to do that with some stories that we know from comics. But in this version of the universe, in this universe, uh, they can have variances that that make them as fresh and original as the stories that they're based on. And I also love that they also have some great original stories that for me are, are quite a delight. As you mentioned, whenever you've got Darkseid in the mix, it's always a lot of fun. Plus, it's that that close to us. How close? Well, May 13th, digitally, July 6th, on the stands. I don't know. It just seems like a good reason. <laughs> just like a good reason to pick it up. I, I, I can see that in my future somewhere soon. How about you? Brad, what do you think about our next story? Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, what did you think? Like, do you see it on your shelf? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, and also, you know, another thing about it is that these shows are now also on streaming services. So it's giving people who haven't had a chance to watch them to catch up and that will get them interested in these stories, too. So once again, it's just like the perfect timing for these comics. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, let's say you've got HBO Max and you didn't go for, you know, DC Universe. Now you have access to all of this and you can watch it. And I just rewatched uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited all over again. It was awesome. Like the whole thing. I just put on like one or two episodes at night while I was wrapping up my evening. And it was such a encouraging way to go to bed. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, wow, faith in humanity restored, going to bed. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a pretty awesome way to, you know, 
mix two things I, I really enjoy. And if you like combos, like I was talking earlier, chocolate, peanut butter, this could be the combo you're looking for because Batman Fortnite zero point number one is just it's kind of it's kind of re- reaching like a ridiculous. I went to the comic shop like yesterday, day before, and they had a sign up like we are sold out. <laughs> it had a sad Batman <laughs> that was drawn face next to it. And it was just this little like Sharpie drawn sign. But I just chuckled because this thing seems to have really captured the uh, I, I've got more to say about it. Brett, what do you think about this, man? Well, I'm kind of kicking myself because <laughs> I I almost bought two issues because because it, it comes with uh, the the download code for the Harley skin in game. So it comes in a plastic bag so that people can't just steal the code, you know. So I was going to get one to take out and read and then one just to keep in the in the bag. And now I really wish I would have because I didn't realize it was going to sell out. But, you know, I should have known. I mean, Fortnite is so huge and so is Batman. So combining those two is, is it's like printing money. So I should have should have thought <laughs> should should have thought, uh, thought that ahead a bit better, I guess. Uh, what about you? Yeah, should have, would have, could have. You know, like there's going to be moments where I'm like, ah, to this day, I still kick myself for not going without my friends the day uh you know the uh, death of superman came out and they had the black bag and the whole da 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 and my friend was like nah we'll just wait till lunch and i'm like nah dude it's gonna be gone trust me if we wait that long it's gonna be gone sure enough we get to the comic shop it's all been cleaned out and i was like <sighs> now that was a, a bitter sad you know, for everybody, like the whole industry changed when that event happened. But for me, that really like made the emotional impact heavier. Like, I can't trust you, man. I can't trust you guys. Like, if you listen to me, I when it comes to stuff I care about, I just have to do it on my own. Um, and with this one, I didn't go for it. I didn't make the the rush. And I get it. You know, I missed out. However, I, I think it's already up to like three or four reprints. So, you know. There's there's ways to get in the game still if you want just right. not to get that that first thing so I I don't know I'm I'm curious to see how it all plays out um, and you, you really pointed to something you know I mean between the uh, the interest in Fortnite the interest in Batman it was it was kind of a given but hey then again so so were a lot of things right <laughs> either you got it or you don't if you do you can tease me about it later for how much you're selling it on ebay for i don't care uh <laughs> however i do get a kick out of the fact that um when it comes to some characters it's it's not about what you buy it's about what kind of a fan you are and i love that for our next story you have an opportunity to meet superman's biggest fan in Metropolis Grove. Brad, what'd you think about this one? Uh, I'm going to go back to mentioning Kendra again. Um, on this podcast, Kendra says I'm in the same boat a lot. And as much as she says that, I say, I've said this on this podcast before. <laughs> but I've said this and I will say it again that uh, DC right now, it's it, it, they're doing so much fun stuff with their characters. And that's from Black Label all the way down to these uh, kind of all ages 
more you know kid-friendly books and they're so much fun this one this one looks like it's going to be just as you know as much fun as some of these others that have came out like dear justice league things like that so who, who wouldn't want to know superman's biggest fan you know i think that's a it's a a perfect window into superman's world in 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 a kid's book so yeah i'm i'm kind of looking forward to this one uh, what about you so many great things about this one like and you you have said this before and i've actually stolen some of your lines sometimes and i'm i'm happy to go ahead and just echo yeah man it's a great time like it's a ridiculously great time to be a comic book fan to be a dc comics fan it's like as brad has said so many times it's a golden age you 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 put your hand out and you're going to get something good just 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 pick something up just do it you'll be fine Trust me, <laughs> you're going to like what you get. And what's not to love about the idea of a town that's a suburb of Metropolis where people don't really, you know, Superman's not something that they believe in the same way they do downtown in Metropolis when you've seen buildings come crashing down and Superman fighting guys toe to toe. But I also love that we get introduced to this viewpoint through a fifth grader named Sonia Patel, which I think. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, yeah. OK, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh man they're, they're, they're about to come across the radio waves there yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I love the idea that we get to enter this story through her uh, eyes uh, through her experience and I also think for a lot of young readers tends like a great time to get involved in comics that not only you can enjoy all the great stuff about them but also it can address some slightly more adult ideas like what does it mean to live in one part of a city compared to a suburb and what does it mean to uh the people that live there the ideas like superman you know and how powerful are they what's the difference uh if you don't see him all the time or if it feels like whenever he's dealing with stuff it's over there and not you know (laughs) not where you are so i love the perspective i love the fact that you know we get this take i also kind of feel like there's a lot of excitement that goes into some of these younger stories. And I also have to give just a shout to the writer because uh, when I was reading through this story and I saw that his previous work was Castronauts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or Castronauts. Um, you know, the idea of cat astronauts, which just sounds like awesome, but also like dangerous as well. Like if you've ever seen a cat in a bad mood, like in space, it just seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I love the fact that, you know, he's done this work before. Now he's taking that same kind of energy to DC, to Superman and to Sonya Patel. Um, I I think it's only good things. And I love it when we get the chance to tell Superman stories just through a different way, through different characters. And also through that, we maybe get to see uh, who's Batman's biggest fan. Where does he live? And and others like that. Um, so this could be a lot of fun to see where else it goes to. I love the fact that this all takes place in the place that Brad has been trying to make sure I'm aware of, because sometimes I slip and I remember the old ways, which was the multiverse, which was a big enough deal in and of its own. But now we've got the omniverse, the big change since uh, Death Metal number seven. And we have some really interesting perspective from someone who's been around for a while and been a part of big events i'm talking about mr grant moore so what'd you think about his comments regarding the omniverse you know i i've recently been on a kick of 
filling up holes in my library of his work, and one of those was Animal Man. So it's kind of cool that he talks about um, kind of the beginning of it being in Animal Man, Animal Man 26 when he wrote himself into the story where Animal Man actually meets Grant Morrison. So that that was that was kind of fun. Um, uh, but I, I do think he has a point. And I, th- I think that overall the omniverse idea is a really cool way to to pay respect to continuity and to make it important but not be burdened by it um, because it all kind of happened in different universes. And uh, he, Grant does have a point because, you know, he's work on multiversity in 52. So, yeah, I think that kind of the omniverse has been kind of in, in the works for a while, that concept. So, uh, and if anybody should know, it should be him. So uh, what was your take? <laughs> I love his quote. The aim was the uh, always to recreate the infinite multiverse, which has now become the omniverse because it eats up everything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love the idea that, yeah, he sees it all starting with when he did his own um, work and efforts to chip away at the rules of the continuity, the rules of the universe. And how, you know, stuff like multiversity is like you, reader, are part of this story. You are the hero, you know, really directed the idea of like this isn't just a story that takes place on the page. It it deals with you, the person reading the story. You're part of this as much as the story you're reading and and how gradually through 52, through multiversity, you know, this expansion has reached a point now where we can have all of that be there but as you said not be hindered by it not be restricted by it not be burdened by it not also feel like um that there are parts of it that that happen for reasons that don't have the justification that the reasons we're trying to do things now in comics do (laughs) you know there's a zany period to just about everything and explaining that uh justifying it giving sense to it without just sort of going ah shucks i don't know this is a great way to make it all part of the same fabric and yet at the same time not say but it it has to be according to these terms it it really just says guess what if it happened it happened (laughs) Mm. and there's a beautiful simplicity to that there's a very all-encompassing welcoming you know come as you are sort of feel to that. So uh, I think that's a great approach. And I love that that he's suggesting like this was always part of the dream, an infinite canvas, uh, a place where you get to include everything, where there isn't dividing lines between crisis on infinite earths or other factors where you say, nope, 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 nope. This is the way it is now. Nothing else, you know, can be referenced or used. Nope. It can all be included now, actually. In fact, Let's start talking about how many rules we can get rid of, because that's where it's going to get fun, right? And yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I also feel like if you've read any of Grant Morrison stuff outside of the big titles, if you read The Invisibles, if you read, you know, some of his great works where he was just like, yeah, I'm allowed to do this, and I should be allowed to do even more, and so should we all. Like, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. the right guy to have this conversation with. So uh, if you're going to get a viewpoint on the Omniverse, I can't think of a better one than Graham Morrison's. Final thoughts before we move out of the comic stories uh, segment, my friend? Uh, no, no. I think we covered it. I think we did pretty good. I got I got a lot of props for us today. Uh, <laughs> moving things into something that I had a lot of props for, and I know I wasn't alone. In fact, I'm pretty sure, well... I'm pretty sure Brad's got some thoughts as well. Guess what, folks? DC Fandom 
will be returning this fall. Brad, what was your take, my friend? Oh, I'm so happy. Um, this was my other favorite story of the week. Uh, I, I'm happy, but not surprised. I kind of figured that they would um, they would uh, go ahead and do it again because it was very successful. Uh, and my mind's kind of reeling with what they could possibly announce. Maybe that New Gods is back on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that we'll get to see maybe some Aquaman 2, like a trailer for that, or you know, um, more, of course, more footage from the Batman. But we'll probably have seen some of that before that, I would hope. So, and maybe so, a Black Adam trailer or footage or something like that, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it's just going to be. DC really upped the game when it came to the virtual conventions that we uh, were forced to, you know, since we couldn't be there in person. They they were by far the best one of the bunch. So I'm so glad that they're continuing. Uh, what was your take? I think it's a huge announcement. I think it was totally expected after how well last year went. I mean, this is the standard right now for how you do a virtual con. They did everything so well. It was so interactive. To this day, I can still recall chuckling at Harley Quinn's explanation about not knowing whether she's been renewed in an expletive-filled uh, rant that I cannot in any way quote. Just, it's not possible. I can maybe get in a the and, but otherwise, everything else was a tirade. Uh, that the Batwoman experience where they were sharing fan art and like all these great panels. I mean, the panels were so good. So between yeah. that yeah. and the history and all of the stuff you could be a part of and you could do it at your own sort of leisure in a lot of ways. There were live things, but you could always replay it later. Um, I think the one thing that I'm a little bit sort of mm, about and it's mentioned in this article is the fact that they're still trying to get away with one date. October 16th, 2021. And that fell apart really quickly last year. Now, how you rectify that, how you make, I don't know, you know what I mean? Because (laughs) people were trying to figure out like eating bathroom breaks for that 24 hour period the last time around. And then they split into two days. And it worked perfect. Except for that it was like a month apart, which probably was the only, like if it had just been back to back or, you know, spread out in a way that felt a little bit more. Instead, that felt like a, a makeshift and it would be nice if maybe as we get closer there's an awareness of that and we get a more expanded concept behind october 16th maybe it's the 16th through the 18th or something like that because there's just so much that i remember from last year where it was like how do i fit all this in even though they've got it <laughs> spread out the way they do how do i fit it all in so um i think that's the one thing where i'm like okay hopefully you guys get this part fixed i think you can and I think right now you're just telling us a date. And from there, hopefully, we're, we're going to get more updates. But, yeah, so many great things came out of fandom. I, uh, oh, and Mr. Rayner, how, you know, how cool was that? Hopping on with him live and just, like, watching yeah. some of these panels together and chatting oh, it yeah, out. for sure. Dude, I so want that to happen again. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's Oh, huge. definitely. That's a given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last story we've got for you following in our other category – it's always kind of a kick for me when you can get some piece of your childhood and like hold it in your hands or hang it on the wall. For example, He-Man and that power sword. You remember that thing. If you do like I do, if it's part of your childhood or 
just part of nostalgia that you know and you want. Well, guess what? You can get your hands on your very own Power Sword limited edition replica. What'd you think about this story, Ben? Uh, who doesn't love some He-Man? He-Man. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I like to live vicariously through collectors because uh, I, I would think, like, if I was a collector, how cool would that be? Even the, You know, so it, it's cool to see what's out there. And this one looks really really good uh, i like the the brown handle and the kind of tempered look of the blade so yeah i think uh people will dig this what do you think were you a he-man I, fan uh yeah so i grew up in a highly religious household where i was not allowed to watch he-man uh it, it was not it, there was magic and that was no good <laughs> gotcha Gotcha. But yeah. I was aware of it, and uh, I'd sneak in when I could, staying at friends' houses or wh- whatever. Um, but I, I did just realize that should I get my hands on this sword, like, what am I going to do? Throw on a, a furry loincloth and, and stand up and, like, <laughs> shout to the heavens? Yeah. Eh. Yeah. So this is where I can also, like you, enjoy it vicariously through other collectors, see someone else, like, you know, putting it up on their wall. Um, but it, it does look very impressively created. Um uh, I'm intrigued by the fact that, you know, they, they do a whole scale for how long the sword is based on how tall He-Man was supposed to be. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> some nice specs for that. Like, if you want to get an idea exactly what, you know, this is supposed to work out as. Um, I missed. Did you see a price? I didn't actually see. I didn't. A, I did not. I did not I, see a price. Um, but probably I, not you. <laughs> right. I am just for fun clicking the link to see. Where they're, you know, what it's showing. Okay, so really quickly, it's regularly priced five ninety nine ninety nine, and factory direct discount will get it for you for five forty nine ninety nine. You can yeah. also actually get the Skeletor Havoc staff. Yeah, hey man, so you want this? It's there. That's way too out of my price range. That's like uh, a significant chunk of my rent. Uh, <laughs> so. Given that that sort of frame of reference, I, I I know I'll love to see it when someone else is sharing pictures online. I can go, cool, somebody got that. Good, good. Glad it's not me, because my wife would kill me. All right. And with that, <laughs> that's our final uh, that's our final headline for uh, this one. This has been episode number one sixteen, DC Comics News Weekly podcast. Like to uh, you know give a quick little shout to my good friend. Mr. Brad and say, hey, man, thanks for coming on. And people probably heard some really awesome words of wisdom from you. How can they follow up and, you know, keep up on what you're doing, what you're saying and maybe get in contact? Uh, you can find me writing news reviews at dccomicsnews.com. You can also find me on the Mad Love Harley Quinn uh, podcast. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. And where should people find you? <laughs> yeah hey uh you can find me hanging out here with uh the gang on the weekly podcast you can find me hosting the spinner rack and uh, i would just say if you haven't yet if you're listening now and you still have subscribe waiting next to this podcast network hit the button and if you want to rate and review that that's your business i'm not here to pressure but subscribe because you're going to want to catch every episode of the dc comics weekly podcast other original programs we have, uh, Spinner Rack's my top five pick from DC Comics. Uh, I Am the Night is an anime, or is a episode-by-episode episode breakdown of the animated series. Uh, 
Batman the Animated Series by our own Mr. Steve J. Ray. Mad Love, which is a uh, really fun take on the Harley Quinn television show, as well as just some really great stuff we got coming our way. I told you about Flicky Fashions. I've warned you about Tropesville. These things are coming your way. You're going to want to be a part of it all, and you're never going to want to miss out on the newest episode. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe. And if you like or dislike what you're hearing from us, if there's something you know we need to hear, find us on social media, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you go to do that and find us and share what you're thinking. It's the at symbol of DC Comics News, capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do, we'll hear everything you're saying. We love having great conversations with you. We do this for you and because we know You love hearing, talking about great stories like the ones we had on this week, just like every week. So with that, it's time for us to go ahead and wrap this one up. And when we do, we always love to leave you with a really great reminder until next time. And that is to always read more comics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs)